0: The Jeremy White Show.
1: Our next guest is, uh, wow, one of our favorite guests. He's a good friend of the show, uh, The Dead Daisies, back on the road. Uh, they're going to be performing in Montreal at the Fairmont Theatre on August 30th. Also, gigs in Hamilton at the studio, First Ontario Concert Hall on August 29th. Going to be in Toronto, London, Kitchener, Ottawa, all over the place. But the Montreal Show is the one that really, really matters, let's be honest here. Uh, tickets are on sale now at TheDeadDaisies.com. Of course, they got their Best of Record out as well. Welcome back to the show. Good friend of the show, Doug Aldridge from Dead Daisies. What's going on? Hey, how you doing,
0: Jeremy? Good to see you, brother.
1: Good to see you, too, man. It's been a minute since uh last spoke. Uh, our friend Mitch Lafon is still uh, deathly ill and under the weather, so unfortunately he couldn't join us this time.
0: I, I heard. And I'm so, I've been talking to him. I'm really bummed out about that, that he's uh, he's struggling so much. But, that you know, I hope that he will... Uh, It'll it'll all come back, you know, for him and he'll be back out there because he's definitely missed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, talking about being out there, it must be nice to be getting back out on the road after the last couple of years at all the madness and uh you're finally finally getting to
0: go and play these songs. Well, we've played we've been out a couple of times, but not for extended periods. But the thing that we haven't done is we haven't come to Canada. We haven't been to Montreal since uh I want to say two thousand seventeen. So it's been a it's been a while and we're very excited about it. You know the opportunity to come back it was you know the, it was hard to get up into canada during the, all the pandemic stuff border crossings and all that yeah,
1: they weren't was, letting anybody in i mean <laughs> well,
0: there was yeah, even a curfew at
1: one point you had to be in your house after like eight o'clock or something you, in montreal crazy. yeah
0: yeah 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 well hopefully we are beyond that but uh we're, we're definitely we've got a window here where we're gonna be able to get up there and and we're gonna throw down can't yeah. wait man
1: so you got this Les Paul in your hands. Show this, uh, show this baby off a little bit. What are, what are we working with? What do we got?
0: This is actually a Scala guitar. He's a he's a uh, a uh, Croatian fellow that um, builds these really amazing guitars, and he built this for me. It's basically like a fifty four Les Paul uh, with humbuckers. It's got mm-hmm. a wrap around tailpiece, and it's got my signature humbuckers in it, which are which sound incredible. They're, they're John Sir. From sir guitars uh right. he makes the, the pickups and so leo scala built this for me and it's just a big chunky fat neck like a 50s les paul and it's got a little bit of a different headstock as you can oh, see yeah and then and then he signed the back of it you won't be able to see it but it's called the golden ruby because my daughter's name is ruby mm. and ruby ruby did some artwork on it for me when <laughs> she was a couple years younger now she says she can do a much better job but it was it's just uh it's a great guitar i love it and she's always excited when she sees it and knows that i'm going to take it on tour and whatnot
1: you should have blasted some clear coat over that or something so it wouldn't smudge off
0: (laughs) i know you're right but uh she says she can she wants to redo it anyway so we'll see what happens but it'll still the parts of it will still remain but uh i'm going to be bringing this up to to canada so you guys will see it live
1: sick yeah i mean yeah. talk a little bit about the difference between that and grab and say you know just like a regular standard gibson les paul off the rack at the guitar center like
0: well they're 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 great guitars i mean there's no doubt about it if you even go in the epiphone range which is a little bit is a, a more affordable range those guitars are set up really well from epiphone and gibson and and they they play great. They sound great right out of the box. I mean, you have to you have to you know get it in tune again and stuff probably. But usually, it's it, the guy at the store would do that. Like for example, you can have, check all that stuff out at Steve's Music, which is one of the most famous stores in Canada in Montreal. Love Steve. Especially. I was just
1: there two days ago. They're selling uh, Lenny selling my uh, my old drum set right now for me.
0: <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah yeah they're they're great guys we'll, i'm gonna be going down there at some point when we get we get into town in the morning i guess so i probably before sound check or if we don't do a sound check then i'll have more time and you know but steve's see, is in a new
1: place now by the way just just not sorry to cut you off but they're not in the old store anymore in the old port they're downtown montreal and saint catherine in like this brand new store it's crazy
0: okay i can't wait to see it i heard about it but i didn't know where it was but uh saint catherine catherine yeah. is a famous area right
1: mm-hmm it's on st catherine like yeah. right down the road from st catherine and saint laurent you got the boo stand on the corner which is a iconic montreal restaurant and then it's like two blocks down it's right next to the old male strip club 281.
0: <laughs> you can't miss oh, it i used to, I used to get, no, I don't. <laughs> but anyway um to answer your original question yeah uh, this guitar, this guitar is perfection it's perfected for me because there's a few differences i go with a little bit higher fret so for you know for certain. Bends you can get underneath the string when you got a higher fret, and you, therefore you can you can over bend. You know,
1: mm-hmm. oh, we can't and, really and hear just, it because of your AirPods, but I got the
0: idea. Right, right, yeah. And then, um uh, like I said, the pickups are an upgrade for me the way that what I like. But the rest of this is basically you know it's mahogany wood and a maple top, and that's kind of what Les Paul's known for. Yeah, um, so. And then Mike Gibson's the same thing. I've, I've got a, I'll be taking two Gibsons on the road and they're both set up the exact same way as far as pickups and frets. And, uh, and I, I love them. You know, those guys. Gibson's been really good to me as well. So um, I, I, I love those guitars very much.
1: Did you ever have a signature guitar, like the Doug Aldrich signature? Would you ever consider doing something like that?
0: Oh, I totally would. I did have it, it, before, um, the new reign of the 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 new um, people that are running Gibson, which are great, by the way. Um, y- y- they they've transformed Gibson back to one of the great American companies. Um, and and like I said, the Epiphone line is is more affordable for you know for younger kids or or people you know on a budget. And then they've got these insanely cool custom you know Murphy aged authentic line of guitars that are that are they're pricey but they're they're just incredible yeah. they're basically bringing back the golden era but um um yeah I just I think that there was a period before that yeah. where they they started working on a, a da signature that was it was basically this kind of a guitar but it was black it was a black top mm. I figured do something different and I called it it was like I, I used to, I still have that black top Les Paul, and I have the prototype that they sent me. Um, and I named it kind of affectionately the Black Hornet because it had like these kind of yellow knobs with the black paint. Oh, nice, and it just had this really cool thing about it. And there was a couple of little things we were experimenting with, but um uh, it never got to fruition. I think around the time when it was just about to get decided if it was going to be a signature, it got everybody got let go and they they brought the new guys in who it was for the better you know it's definitely been for the better big Mm -hmm. time but yeah maybe i mean who knows one day i I might have one or or whatever but i'm not bothered either way i i as long as i have my own guitar the way i like it and i can always tell somebody what to do you know to get it like that
1: yeah i mean we got to get that conversation going again then we got to get the da signature gibson you know
0: well, if it happens, it's cool. I like I say I'm not bothered either way. I, I'm telling I'm telling you your your people right now, John Sir makes these pickups that are in Spain. They yeah. are I'm telling you, if if anybody try you know, John's really cool about it. like you could say, Hey, I wanna give it I I wanna do a shootout between my existing pickup and the, the DA signature pickup and he, he would if somebody wasn't happy, they they would take it back. But yeah. so far, knock on wood, uh, everybody that tries it is like, man, this pickup is just killer because it it's just really fat. It's 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 a high output pickup for that kind of you know big overdriven Les Paul sound, heavy, but it's not compressed. Mm-hmm. It's not a compressed sound. Like sometimes you get a pickup that's it's so hot that it's it's a little compressed this is very open and you can and hear they almost the get like a little really.
1: squishy like when they go through the distortion too
0: yeah this doesn't do it doesn't do that in fact and it's really really cool when you're adjusting the volume and you can bring it down a little bit it cleans up really nicely mm-hmm. so I, I john's just like you know his guitars are amazing his amps are amazing and he he used to be at fender a long time ago as a master builder and he one time, he uh, wrapped some pickups for me, we rewound them. And I was like, damn, dude, these are insane. And uh, th- later, you know, when he started their Guitars about 25, 25 years ago, something, 30 years ago, um, he asked me, you know, can we? would you want to work together? And I said, well, I'll tell you what I definitely would do is I'd love to get some pickups. Mm. And then we decided to make a signature thing. And it's done really well.
1: Nice. Yeah, I love Sir's stuff. I mean, I've been I have um I have the uh, reactive load IR in my studio and I always have my 5150 oh. going through it. It sounds fantastic the things.
0: Yeah, that's a great box. I mean, that's uh that's his son Kevin Sir was the one that kind of um put the finishing touches on that and and did some of the tweaks and the IRs and all that stuff. And and uh Pete Thorne was involved in that too. But um hey, I should mention that the Dead Daisies have done a deal with Blackstar where we are powered by Blackstar. You're gonna hear they have this H T one hundred stage Mark Two and the brand new ones, the Mark three. We're gonna me and David Lowy are gonna be running those live hot and heavy up in Montreal. So it's gonna be really cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was just going to get onto that talking about it because everybody's using these fractals. And, uh, you know, I just got back from uh, looking at Davis Stain's rig with Megadeth, and they're using the uh, neural DSP quad cortex. And that's it. No Marshalls, no big 100 watt heads anymore. Everybody's going to the IRs, but you're playing, you know, actual amps.
0: You know, we're, we're kind of we're, like a lot of people, you know, we're, we're, we're I don't want to say purists, but we're, we're, you know, old school in that sense that. You, yes, you can, you can get a great sound out of all kinds of different things. I mean, even Blackstar makes a, a pedal amp that sounds incredible. It's a hundred Watts. You plug right into it and then it goes directly to your speaker. It's got effects and presets and it's just killer. And then it's got a, you know, a, a cabinet simulated output. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, we, we're only bringing a little bit, we're bringing a couple of half stacks each. So it's not too bad, and That's it's all just you need. like a. It's just an it's just a thing where I'm. You know, I really still enjoy the valve sound of an F, even if it's emulated, it's okay. But why not? Why not use their if they're still making them? Let's use it. So yeah, they they just came out with the Mark Three. I've got a Mark Two in the house, and it it's just it's just badass. It screams, but um, the uh, Mark Three is even better. We we had them in rehearsal. We're kicking off the tour we're kicking off the tour uh very soon. well i don't know when this is airing but um it's going to be from the get-go black star
1: yeah uh, i think well this interview will be up before you guys kick it off a uh, tour kicks off on august 22nd uh mickey's black box in lit in lititz pennsylvania
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes
1: Rolling through Violin, yeah, New Jersey for- and uh, coming up to Canada on uh, November uh, August 25th in Toronto at Macombo. I've never even been to that venue, which is uh, kind of a cool name, Ellen Macombo. Going to be in Montreal at the Fairmont Theatre okay. on August 3rd, which is one of my favorite venues in Montreal, by the way. Uh, just, honestly, it's one of the best spots. I've seen the struts there. I've seen Black Ch- uh, Buck Cherry there, like some really, really great rock acts. And it's, it's a great venue.
0: Nice. Um, I can't wait, man.
1: Talk a little bit about the record that you guys just came out. I mean, uh, best of at this point. You got a couple of new tracks on there as well. Uh, Were these songs that you guys put together in the middle of lockdown? Or were these like fresh tracks now that you got, you know, John and the band?
0: These are songs that actually feature Glenn Hughes. They're leftover Mm -hmm. songs. And I don't want to say leftover. That's not the right word. Um, These are songs that we did record, that we did write during the lockdown. And then when we, we put our last album together, it was an album called Radiance. Some people may know about it. It's a really, really cool record. We just, we just had a lot of material and and we just kind of put together an album that, that ran the way we wanted it to and hit all the points. And then we had these extra tracks that are really great tracks, but just didn't weren't needed on that album for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, we wanted to make a simple kick-ass rock record with you know some different shades and stuff, but um, these went even further. These are two of the most deeper tracks that the dead daisies has ever done let it set you free is one of them it's a beautiful melodic ballad that that, um glenn really shines on and there's some really great you know musical interludes and different stuff with that it's a it's a love song you know it's it's a simple beautiful song the song the healer is probably the heaviest darkest thing we've ever done and we were actually, during the pandemic time, Glenn and I got together and we, we were talking with management about maybe putting together a concept album during that time. Mm. And, uh, it, you know, in the end, we didn't end up doing it. So we just had all these ideas, but that song was, it's very cinematic and really cool. So I'm glad they're finally seeing the light of day on this best of album and it's, it's best of. Basically, the last 10 years, six studio albums and a little taste from here and there. And also kind of, it's a kind of an example. It exemplifies our live show that we're we're putting together right now. We've got a lot of those songs in the live show. So we're kind of doing a few things that we've never done before um, since I've been in the band. A few songs. There's a song that we just kind of remade it off the album. It's called um, Miles in Front of Me. And then we kind of rewrote and not rewrote we re-treated it did a different treatment on it a little more rock and roll a little greasier kind of thing Mm. to it and it's so great we decided hey we got to do that live so there's a bunch of stuff we're doing and we also um you know so we've got john karabi back we've got michael devin it's a brand new kind of old meets new lineup Kevin, john back and bringing in michael devin from Whitesnake. yeah and as some some people may have seen we were just messing around doing slide it in at rehearsal. Yeah. And they decided to put some visual to it and now we're going to put it in the set. So That's awesome. It happened very Yeah, it's just very it was very organic, but it's just a fun track. We, the whole thing about our show is so that people can escape life as we know it for a minute, for a couple hours and have fun and just just, you know, act like a kid and and just enjoy the music you know and not worry about all the normal um stresses of life that we all have you know yeah it's nice to it's nice to just drop it for a minute and just like have a have a fun night you know party not not like you know not party like we're going to get wasted or something we're just going to celebrate you know and yeah, just a good time it's been it's been a long time since we've been in canada so we we're very excited about it
1: and it must've been fun for you to be, you know, revisiting the white snake days and play that, play that music again. I mean, that must've been exciting for you.
0: We, yeah, we were just, well, it was, it, it's exciting now. We were just kind of messing around at rehearsal. Yeah. And, and then Michael is, uh, Michael Devin is such a um, phenomenal bass player, but he's also a really great singer. And he, he knew the lyrics. He knows the lyrics. Michael's one of those freaky guys that knows the lyrics to any song that you start playing. Like if I started playing, <laughs> um bad moon rising by credence or if i played um feel your love tonight by van halen he knows the words i don't know how he does it because a lot of people as you know they have teleprompters you know Mm -hmm. to to remember their words but he started singing sliding in and then john jumped in and then we were like wait a minute let's try this again but let's like okay michael you take this line john you take and do like a duet Mm. and then we 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 just they recorded it we were just experimenting with it and it was recorded and then they had us put some video to it and and it worked out because it's awesome yeah it's cool it's fun who knows we might you know we might do another white snake tune at some point just because there's three of us from uh one of the eras of white snake in so
1: yeah i mean that's talking about that a little bit i mean the band has gone through different lineup changes over the years and at this point do you think this is sort of like solidified Is going to be the like the crew for a little bit or do you see some changes later yeah
0: No, I think this is it, man. This is a great lineup. Um I think we're all really happy to be working together. We're all friends, you know, like me and David have been in the I mean, I've been in the band for 7 years. That's kind of a, a record in terms of bands, you know. 7 years is like dog years <laughs> in the music biz, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like every year is 7 years, so then I'm 49 years in the band at this point. Much. But um but, but basically uh, Brian Tishy and Michael and I became friends in Whitesnake and that was now about 15 20 years ago when we were playing together um the three of us and then um I've known Karabi since we were kids I met him in high school when we were, I was in 10th grade you know and he was always like this really talented super cool kind of older brother type of guy and he still is and he's just he's just a great singer I've been blessed to work with with Dio and Coverdale and we had Glenn Hughes and but Karabi is he's right there he's got his own sound he's an amazing front man puts on a great show and by the way you guys probably seen him I don't know if you saw him but he was up in Canada doing his acoustic show yeah. which is also a great night
1: yeah, he was up here not too long ago. He played at the I think it was the piranha bar or something.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure where, but he told yeah. me he was going up to Canada and he, he was really excited about it. And and you know, it was cool because he's he's kind of um warming up that now he's now we're coming back with the full band. Dead daisies it's gonna be a you know, a night to remember and don't want people to miss it. Because John just himself puts on it's a, just a fun night, you know. He's just always talking and, and yeah and but you know cracking jokes and stuff and then we start rocking out and yeah it's really fun
1: talking about the set list of course you got best of you know maybe you're gonna, you're gonna throw in the white sing tune would you uh, would you consider throwing in any of the motley tunes
0: i would I, there's nothing that we've jammed on yet but you never know i mean um the one that i really love is hooligan solid i think that would be pretty cool
1: yeah we were just talking about that That's on Twitter good, the other day. Mitch did like a comparison of Primal Scream and that. And actually, Nikki Six chimed in. He's like, "I like both songs. Why can't we like both?"
0: <laughs> Maybe Nikki's mellowing out. little well, him and John had a, had some issues back in the day. You know, I don't think they. I'm uh, just gonna say it. You know, I don't know if they. I don't want to get in trouble, but I, I don't know if they were as nice to John as they could have been. And uh, well, I think it's pretty although, well documented that they they weren't. <laughs> yeah. Okay so anyway we've all been there we've heard that but um but John's a great dude and uh, and you know he he always he loved that being in that band and and uh, I think it would be fun. That's a good idea bro.
1: Yeah. Throw so in hooligans holiday followed up by his slide in. I mean boom right there. Yeah. Or do a little I'm montage. Learn,
0: you know what? I'm going to learn it and not Crabbe won't know that we did. He won't. He probably won't even He's got his head buried in his own press right now but I'm going to I'm going to learn that song and and uh, it's one of those things again. Devin probably already was, can, could play it from the get go, and Tishy can play anything. So yeah, uh, me and David, me and David will practice it and we'll sneak it in and see if Karabi goes for it. Yeah,
1: just yeah, just like kick into the riff or like rehearse it with the band before he gets there and just start playing it and see if
0: he goes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> totally. No, that would be that's the that's that that's a really good idea.
1: Yeah, and then I guarantee, you know, boom, be- he's like, all right, you know, what, fuck it, throw it in the set, let's do it.
0: John, this is what exactly he would say. He'd be like, all right, whatever. If you guys want to do it, I'm fine with it. Whatever. (laughs) That's what he would say. (laughs)
1: That's perfect. Uh, You mentioned Feel Your Love Tonight by Van Halen. I just actually hopped off Zoom with Steve Rosen, who wrote the Tone Chaser book on Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a fantastic book. Uh, talk a little bit about Eddie for a second, because I don't think I've ever talked to you about him. I mean, what what did Eddie mean to you coming up, and especially as a musician, as a guitar player? Was was that a big influence on you?
0: It was an, it was an inspiration. I don't know if he was as much of an influence on purpose, only because I couldn't do what he did, you know. Mm-hmm you so were around can, at the,
1: around like the same time like coming up
0: well i mean i'm i'm i'm, I'm a bit younger but i was when, when he came when van halen came to town when i was a kid it it shook my world you know he that that was blow away stage mm-hmm. um and like i say i couldn't do what he did but it was an inspiration for me to try to and to, to um to basically you know gain tried to figure out some things he was doing and that led me to finding some things that i could kind of incorporate that were definitely the inception was from eddie but then it just went somewhere else because like i say there's only one edward yeah but um but yeah i mean so yeah i mean it would be an influence but he was definitely an inspiration and it was just i was so i loved his playing so much and his sound so much i loved it and uh, later, you know, when I got to LA, um, you know, I happened to be driving up a canyon one day and somebody goes, oh, Eddie lives up that street. I'm like, whoa, you're saying Eddie Van Halen lives up there. And you're like, yeah, every time I drive by, he would be like, that's the street. Even yesterday I was driving down that, I was up and down that street. And I'm like, I looked, just looked up the street a little bit. Cause it's just a, maybe about 600 meters to where his house is off, off of the main road. and. Mm. I was just like i wonder if wolfie's in there right now you know and i like obviously keep driving yeah um, but over the years i got a chance to meet eddie and actually um at one point a band i was working with we s- supported van ha- van halen in paris oh. at a at a bit like there's a big place called uh Le yeah. and um it was like a eight thousand seat place and i'll never forget we got our sound check and and uh we're sitting backstage after our sound check and our dressing room was upstairs and eddie came up this little spiral staircase it was not an easy climb and and i think his knee was acting up at the first hit yeah definitely and he came yeah. up yeah and he came up and he, it was like 95 and he came up and he's like man i just heard you guys are from california i thought you were a french band and he like no 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 and <laughs> i had yeah it was really cool man i i had met him one time prior but you know i Of course, he didn't remember probably, but, um, super cool. And then I went in the back of this arena and sat at the very top, just pretending like I was a little kid again, watching Van Halen and there they're doing sound check, And first thing, Eddie, every time he puts a guitar, it's just like, every time just volume up and then goes right into it. Yeah. And he did that same thing. And it was just goosebumps, man. And then, um, a couple like I said, a couple other times I, I I bumped into him or somebody introduced me and I got to go to fifty one fifty one. Some I was working with the producer Andy Johns that worked with them on um on uh yeah, the, of carnal knowledge. Yeah. I was gonna say the F U C K one. Yeah. the fuck record. But anyway, um and Andy goes, Hey, you know, we were working on something at my house and Andy goes, We should go to Eddie's and borrow some gear. I'm like, What? What are you talking about? He goes, They'll lend us, they'll lend us some stuff if we need it. I'm like Okay, so we go up there, and I was at the time I, I I quit smoking years and years ago. But at the time, I was smoking cigarettes, and I was outside of fifty-one fifty having a smoke. Mm. And and Andy was talking to um, the studio manager about borrowing some speakers and a power amp, and we said, "Hey, can we borrow a baritone guitar and some other stuff?" And I'm outside smoking, and all of a sudden, this Range Rover comes up the driveway, and there there's Eddie. In his Range Rover, and he's like, "Hey, who are you?" And I'm like, "I'm here with Andy. My name's Doug Aldrich." Blah blah blah. He goes, "Oh, hey man, you mean Andy's here? Cool. Come on in. Let's have a (laughs) beer." And he was just super nice, you know. And 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 I happened to have some brand new boots that were like these, those kind with the um. They're called what are they called? Harness boots. Okay. The metal, the metal piece on the side, you know. Right. And it's got the leather straps around, and they were brand new. And I just, I don't know, we were going. I didn't. Planning on seeing anybody you got to break your boots in a little bit but eddie first thing he says is hey new boots cool man and i was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new boots well spotted but it turns out that baritone guitar was andy said that was the guitar they used on right here right now so that was kind of cool
1: wow that's awesome
0: i used it for a little thing it was a solo record and uh just as an overdub part used it yeah but yeah, Eddie. do you remember lot. the model
1: of the of the baritone or what it was
0: i want to say it was an ernie ball but i can't it might have been a gnl i know it might have been an ernie ball because he was at that time i think working with ernie ball maybe
1: yeah he was that,
0: that might have been that might have been the first wolfgang was ernie ball so i that's probably what it was mm. yeah it was not a gibson it was not a fender that's a good question. I think it was an early ball.
1: You don't have any pictures from that time, like maybe playing in the studio at your house? or
0: No. I have a picture. Um, I had a picture of one of the things that the, that we borrowed was a power amp, an H&H power amp. And that's one of the things that Eddie used to drive all his cabinets. These, these H&H power amps were super quick. And I had a picture of that. I was sitting in front of the speakers and that Was in the picture um I don't know where it's at now but now you're right I should have had a picture of that guitar and then I I never you know one time when I was in the studio doing an overdub with Andy Eddie came to visit Andy and I was sitting there doing an Ebo part like you know the magnet yeah and it's just kind of a sustainy. it replicates as for people that don't know you know but people that maybe don't know an Ebo would replicate like a cello sound Sometimes yeah. on the on the guitar, and is that
1: like Def Leppard, like uh, the Edge kind of sound?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. The Edge would use them, um, and now they make them. through It's built in the guitar. You just flip a switch. Good old sustainer. <laughs> yeah, but the Evo was uh, a really cool thing. And I have had this melody, and I was putting an overdubbing. I got my head down, and and, and somebody comes and he's standing. This guy's standing right in front of me. I got my head down. And I'm like, look up, and. I'm, Oh hey Ed, how you doing, man? <laughs> it was, he was just like had his eye right on me. I was, of course, I immediately made a mistake because I'm like, well, you know, Eddie, and then he's he was talking to Andy, hanging out, and I should have took a picture with him. Yeah, I've never, yeah. you know, well, and nobody had take phones a
1: at the time or anything. So
0: you're right. That was it. Yeah, and then in '95 when we when I played with him, no pictures either. I some picture in my head still to this day of i remember i was having trouble with um my power on stage there was noise it was noisy with my rig and Mm -hmm. and his tech said uh hey man you're welcome to use ed's power it's it's clean it's like there's no noise in it and that was really nice you know you hear about bands you hear about bands that would not be super nice to opening acts but they were totally like, they gave us a sound check and we were, they treated us very well.
1: That's awesome to hear. I love that. Yeah. I love hearing Ed's stories. Uh, TheDeadDaisies.com to get the tour dates for US and Canada, going to be performing in Montreal on August 30th. Make sure you're there at the Fairmont Theater also gonna be doing gay uh, dates out on the West coast, going to Vancouver, gonna be in Portland, San Diego, LA, all over the place, uh, the dead uh, daisies.com. You also got this great contest going on too. You got like a thousand dollar Costco gift card up for grabs. You got the black star ramps, all of that uh, is on the social yeah. that people can get involved with, right?
0: Yeah, if if you, if you people go to the dead uh, you they will be able to to read all about that. It's called the resurrected competition, I believe. Um, and they're like, have you ever felt down? Have you ever felt disrespected? Have you ever felt, uh, alone? Well, let's get resurrected and get, take this gear, you know? And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, and then a gift card is always useful at Costco. I mean, they have such great deals at Costco. A thousand bucks goes a long way or whatever it is.
1: Damn right. That's a lot of toilet
0: paper. Yeah. (laughs) water and toilet paper get ready for you know next pandemic
1: that's it well it's always great chatting with you uh dead daisy the dead the dead daisies.com for all the tours and get your tickets and uh, we hope to see everybody at the montreal show next week uh always great talking to you man
0: thank you jeremy merci beaucoup and i thank you and thanks to all your your viewers and listeners uh we want you guys to come out it's going to be an unbelievable night we're going to have a blast, and get crazy, forget about troubles, and have a party. And um, you won't. What, what day of the week is that? I forgot. Where, I think we're it's a Thursday.
1: All right. Um, well, the, we're going to make it. Uh, a no, long wait, hold on. It's a Wednesday.
0: Okay, then even better. We're going to make it an extra long weekend because that means that, you know you might not be up for anything Thursday or Friday. Going to roll right into the weekend and recover.
1: Yep. Exactly. Just keep it going. Keep the party going.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: All right. Thanks, man. appreciate it.
0: Hey, Jeremy, always good to talk to you. Thanks, brother.
1: Yeah, I'll see you at the show.
0: All right. Sounds good, bro. An all-new episode of The Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes on demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it.